This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, we have our guest, Carol Arnott. And Carol, I have to tell you, when I was uh, working on this whole program this uh, uh, that we're going to be producing here, it really ministered to me deeply. I told Sid that, and uh, I've been saved now for uh, 41 years. I was saved when I was five. And uh, uh, this really, when I put everything that you taught in this book and CD set and into practice, it, it began to minister to me deeply. And uh, thank you for being with us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. And I'm <laughs> so glad it really blessed you. Yes, ma'am. I mean, it. I took what was in the book, actually, and went home a couple days later, and I just began to soak in spirit, which I already uh, was familiar with. But the way you teach it in the book really brought a, a new depth to it. And, and when I did, uh, to be honest with you, my father died when I was 12, and and uh, I had to go through a lot of things, being the oldest, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, but I had blamed myself over the years for uh, kind of— uh, having to be the one to take charge all the time. And the Lord really healed that place in me through your whole ministry. So thank you for that. Now, you and your uh, wonderful husband, John, uh, you've been here on this program before. We followed your ministry for years and years with uh, Toronto Blessing and everything that happened there. And and uh, you've been teaching this for a long time. Um, and so you really know what you're doing here. But what people don't know a lot about, Carol— is the backstory. If you wouldn't mind uh, telling the people at home how you became born again and filled with the Spirit. Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I was uh, going through a very messy separation um, from my first husband. I had two little boys, and life was tough. And uh, my husband left us, and he was sort of emotionally... Mm, self-centered and abusive. Um, so things were really difficult for us, and I felt really vulnerable. And th- there was a situation that happened with a boyfriend that I had, and I wasn't born again at this point. And, um, and so things became volatile. He beat him up. We ended up having to call the police, and it was not a good thing. So I was really, really discouraged this one night going to bed, thinking, woe is me, you know, um, just kind of feeling sorry for myself. So I'm brushing my teeth in the bathroom. Now, my ex-husband had been breaking into the house just um, as the abusive thing, just moving a few things around so you know somebody's been there. Right. And doing phone calls three in the morning, that kind of thing, um, heavy breathing, hanging up, um, slashing my boyfriend's tires, um, you know, all of those kind of, um, that wasn't physical uh, beating up, but it was emotionally very, very traumatic that way. And uh, so this one night, I'm 
I'm like I said, put the boys to bed early. I was not feeling very good and feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> and uh, I heard a voice, and I thought, Oh my gosh, it's him! It's he's broken in again. Ran down all the way to the basement, checked all the doors, windows, upstairs, in the garage. You know, did the whole thing. Got back up to the bathroom where I was brushing my teeth. Thought that's really strange. I know I heard a voice. Well, the voice stopped and started about five times, and I, at that point in time, I was freaked. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'm now hearing voices, that kind of thing. And, and so finally, I threw my toothbrush in the sink and just clenched my fist and said, all right, I'll listen. And this time, the voice started with the 23rd Psalm. Mm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. And he just went through the whole 23rd Psalm. And about three quarters of the way through, I thought, it's Jesus. Wow. And he loves me. And all my sin and all my pain and all my frustrations, he loves me. And so I, I went and I got my confirmation Bible. I was confirmed in the Lutheran Church, so I had the white confirmation Bible in a box in my dresser drawer at the bottom. I then got that Bible out and started to read that 23rd Psalm over and over and over. And joy just bubbled up inside me. It was just like, oh, my gosh, it was just incredible, you know. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Wow, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. And, and then, you know, it goes on, even though I feel like I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You know, the Lord said, you know, you don't need to fear any evil because mm. I am with you. And it just permeated my whole being. And, and it was just like, wow. Jesus, you love me. Now, I didn't have any, you know, background of, you know, saying the born-again words, like, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me, you know, how we do. Right. But in that instant of time, when I realized it was Jesus, I was born again. Mm. I mean, I loved him. I, I was so full of joy. I was just, like, flying in my spirit and in my mind and body, I was just like, wow. And I just felt washed. I felt clean. I felt so loved. And that absolute instant of time, it was just an amazing time. And in your book, Carol, you talk a lot about being in His presence, that you were on this adventure, and you I, I feel the presence of the Lord even as I'm talking about the presence that was on you. And uh, all this presence, it would increase. And then, you know, growing up in church, you heard about the Father, uh, Son, and the Holy Ghost, uh, but you didn't really know who or what the Holy Spirit was. How did you become filled with the Spirit? Well, that was a really cool um, way my friend two doors down when oh she'd been asking me for like three years to go to a Catherine Coleman meeting and I kept going um you know like I don't need to go there I can go to church if I want to go to a religious meeting <laughs> so that was kind of my attitude 
but bless her heart, Marge just kept on in the spring again. This is when I this happened in the bathroom. She asked me again. So for those of you listening, please, if you're ministering to somebody, don't give up. Like, she did not give up. So four years in a row she asked me. Now, I didn't tell her what had happened in the bathroom because I thought she'd think I was nuts. You know, I'm hearing voices. Right. Like I, you know, I, I had no Christianese um, words for what happened to me, right? Right. But anyway, so I didn't tell her what happened. But anyway, she asked me to go to Catherine Coleman's, and I said, yes, which she almost fainted. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went to Catherine Coleman's. Of course, in those days, you, she said, we have to go in the choir because otherwise you're there three and four in the morning standing all night waiting to get in. There was that much a lineup to get into Catherine's meetings. Anyway, so we I, we I went in the choir, and of course I don't know the song, so I'm standing there, you know, and, and all of a sudden we're singing, and I'm crying, and I'm thinking this is crazy. What am I crying for, you know? And I realized that Catherine had just walked on the platform. Later, I realized that the Holy Spirit had come in. Catherine talked about this wonderful third person of the Trinity. Uh, She said, he is more real to me than any human being. Wow. And I thought, really? Wow. Because I had a relationship with Jesus by that point. You know, I mean, a beginning relationship. And, And I thought, wow. Because, again, again, as a kid, you know, when they kind of whispered Holy Ghost, it was like, ooh. Right. Ghosters, you know. Right. And the Holy Spirit was kind of like, ooh, to me. But the way Catherine talked about how wonderful he was, and how you can get to know him, and, you know, Jesus has sent him to be our helper, to be our comforter, to be our friend, to, you know, teach us all things, and oh, it was just, she just talked about him like like he was her best friend, which he was, and and I thought, I want that, I want that, well, then I learned, well, then my friend, of course, realized I told her what had happened to me in the bathroom, so, so then she taught, you know, was starting to teach me in Bible studies, and, and then I'd heard about being immersed or baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so I thought, oh, I want that, you know. So every altar call, every time you, you know, they called for anybody that wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit to come up. Well, I was up all the time. Nothing happened, nothing happened. I read every book. I knelt out of my bed, opened my mouth. Nothing happened. <laughs> it was like nine months. Wow. Just searching. I'm like, Holy Spirit, I am not going to give up. I want what Catherine had. I want to know you. But anyway, so Marge then said, you know, John Arnott, who used to live across the road from us, um, he's having a meeting in this little white church 20 minutes away. Do you want to come with me? So I thought, yeah, if I can get a babysitter, I'll come. So she said, well, my son can babysit for you. I said, okay. 
So off we went to this little church, and we got there late, so we were in the back row. Anyway, at the end, of the, uh, at the end, John got up and he said, I just have a word from the Lord that someone here has been really, really, really searching and seeking the infilling of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where are you? Well, I was like the roadrunner that. <laughs> it's me, it's me, it's me, you know. Oh, man, I got so filled. It was just incredible. Oh, my word. I just, just was this rivers gushing out of my innermost being. And, and the I was speaking in tongues, didn't know what I was saying, didn't care at that point. <laughs> and, and so I'm on the floor until March tried to finally get me up and, and get me home. And I couldn't speak English. <laughs> wow. So I, I stayed up till about three in the morning just speaking in tongues because I was just so full. <laughs> and then I finally fell asleep, I guess, for an hour. And I woke up, oh, wonder if I can still speak in tongues. And I did. And it was like, wow. You were totally immersed. I mean, you it was from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. You're not getting <laughs> And then obviously uh, the rest is history, as they say. You married John, and somewhere down the line there, and uh, which is so precious. And you guys have done so much for the kingdom of God. And and one thing that, in the reason why we're even having this program today, is you wrote a book called Soaking in the Spirit. And it was so life-giving and so uh, uh, touched me uh, deeply. And for those who don't know, Carol, uh, uh, talk about soaking in the Spirit. What, what does that mean? Really, it's positioning yourself before Jesus, not for a prayer agenda, not for your needs, not for whatever. It's for relationship. It's you're going to marry Jesus. And so it, it's about a love affair. Like two people, when they first meet each other and begin to fall in love, you know, they just, they talk for hours. They just want to be together. And it's the same with Jesus. He just wants time for him and for, for, uh, for me just to love each other without an agenda, without, Jesus, can I have this? Jesus, I pray for, you know, Iran, or I pray for this, or I, you know, it's just positioning yourself in rest. So I find that it's, it's easier either to lie on the bed as long as you don't fall asleep, or get yourself in a comfortable chair, or I, what I do is put a pillow and, and lie on the floor. And then I just put some music on that I can worship him, like songs, like, oh, Lord, I I love you. I love your presence, you know, whatever the song is. Just something that'll take your heart into his heart. I find it's better if you just put instrumental music on. But at first, your mind really goes nuts because it does not want to lose 
its control. Now, Carol, you had to learn to receive for yourself. And many years ago, your dad had just died, and, and you you really practiced this, uh, the art of soaking. Talk about what happened in those moments. Yeah, I was in my um, lazy boy chair, and I was, again, I was just really grieving, missing my dad, and, and just kind of cried out to the Lord, I really need a dad. And I said, Lord, will you be my dad? And all of a sudden, I went into a vision, and I'm dancing with Jesus, and dancing really fast, like we're really circling. And all of a sudden, I thought, wonder where I am. And I kind of glanced, because you're circling too fast, and I thought, wow, this floor is really shining. And I hope we don't slip. That Those are my thoughts. Right. And then he slowed down in the dance, and I thought, oh, I'm dancing on the sea of glass. Oh my gosh. Well, then in the background, I see this great throne and the emerald um, rainbow and all this smoke coming up and stuff. And I, wow, I wonder if that's God's throne. Anyway, you know, just quick thoughts as I'm dancing with Jesus. Next thing I know, I see this big hand over Jesus' shoulder. And I look up, and here's God the Father. And he said, Son, can I have a dance with my daughter? Oh, mm. I just absolutely did me in. Just, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. I just said, God, you would care enough to hear my heart's cry, to get off your throne in your busyness and want to have a dance with your daughter? You see, it's so much about relationship. It's just so incredible. And Carol, when you when you had this visitation, you you postured yourself to spend time with the Lord and and soak, uh, and that's how you received the vision. Right. And in your book, you talk a lot, which really touched me. And I know over the years, uh, uh, enjoying your your ministry. Uh, you, you've done this for many years, but in your book you say this, we need to prioritize the healing of our heart. Talk about that for a moment. In uh, Mark 7, it talks, out of your innermost being come all the issues of life. And when we are, you know, full of pride, if we're full of unforgiveness, if we're full of um, anger, if we've been abused— if we've been molested, if we've been, um, you know, manipulated, hurt, if we had trauma in our lives, if that's not healed, if we don't get our hearts healed, then guess what's going to come out eventually out of our own lives? Right. Because the enemy will see to it that, that we will reap what we've sown kind of thing. So if there's bitterness, if there's anger, if there's unforgiveness, all of that begins to pour out from you in your ministry. And Satan wants to bring us down. So we are really, you know, I got introduced to Elijah House oh, years and years ago when we first went into the ministry and did a three-week uh, school 
oh my gosh, I thought it was going to be cut and quartered. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, I've dealt with all my issues. Oh, yeah, right. Mm. Little did I know. So the, the things that really, like in my case, it was, you know, I had mother issues. And uh, so one kind of blanket prayer didn't quite cover it. Right. So I really needed to go and deal with each thing and and the bitterness and, the, and then what, what I mean, the forgiveness. And I forgave her, but I still didn't love her. And I'm thinking, God, it says if you don't love, you know, from your heart, then your Heavenly Father will not forgive you. And I thought, oh, my. Yeah, if you don't forgive from your heart, then you're... Heavenly Father will not forgive you. And it's like, oh, dear, there must be more here. And then I realized that I had this whole thing of bitterness and judgment in my heart toward my mom. Now, it didn't outwardly manifest, but it was in there, right? Right. And so I began to work through that. And we've just seen that if if we will take time to really deal with the issues of our heart. And it's a lifelong thing. But so many people don't understand that. Uh, Again, uh, people have been saved a long, long time. They don't understand that it's still good, of course, to soak in the Spirit uh, as you teach, but also to say, Lord, is there anything in me? Like David said, is is there anything in me that is is not pleasing to you? Uh, Show me my heart. And, and, as we as we get on in life, we don't realize really what's affecting us, correct? Correct. And it'll come out in, in ways, and, and, and a lot of times Satan will wait until he can really, mm. you know, malign the name of Jesus and, and, and sidetrack your ministry. And so we want to be open and vulnerable and say, Lord, search me. And, and... Because you're you're soaking, Jesus might come on in one of these times and say, you know, let's deal with this. Right. He'll remind you of things. Well, if you're not finished with it, then go to a counselor. But we saw at the beginning when the revival and people would stay under the power, and that was one of my big pet peeves, was people would get prayer and then bounce right back up and off they go. But, I mean, some of them couldn't get up. <laughs> right. A lot of them couldn't get up. But but the longer you stay in his presence, the deeper it goes. It's like the dandelion root. You know how do you have dandelions down there? We do. So you got this big dandelion tap root. And if you go to pull that dandelion and it's dry, that dandelion will break. And that dandelion will grow right back. But if it's watered and it's wet and the ground is soaked, then you can wiggle that dandelion root and get the whole root out. So you teach that it's very important to uh, stay in the presence, stay soaking. Don't don't hurry in and hurry out. Let the Lord deal with your heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's when you begin to really learn to hear the voice of God, uh, which is in your book as well, that soaking really tunes you into hearing that whisper. Right, because you're quiet, your heart down, you know, you're focused on Jesus. You tune into his voice, because we hear the devil really loud and clear. Right. 
but that still small voice of the Lord, you have to listen for most of the time. Now, tell me about the man, the testimony of the man uh, that was soaking, that kept hearing, I love you. Oh, yeah. He was so cute. He came, and he says, I did everything you told me to do. And I think it was from somewhere in the States. And, and he said, I just came back because I am so frustrated. Every time I lie down to soak, all I hear is, I love you, my son. <laughs> Does God not have a bigger vocabulary than, I love you, my son? And he was really frustrated. So I said to him, okay, I'll soak along with you, but let's lie down and let's just ask the Lord. So, all right. All right, I want you to lie down, and I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, I'm really frustrated. Tell him what you're thinking and doing. And say, Lord, what are you trying to say to me that I am not getting? Is there anything I'm missing here? Right? So I let him soak for a little while, and he comes up to me, tears streaming down his face. And he said, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I'll keep saying that to you, my son, until you really believe it. (laughs) Wow. Isn't that incredible? That's awesome. See, that's why I love uh, your teaching on soaking in the Spirit, Carol, is because uh, I've learned even firsthand from your material, once you get in there and you don't, you know, you're not quick to to just leave, the Lord really does marvelous things in your heart and in your life and and uh, really, really ministers deeply to you. So uh, on that note, tell the people at home, what what's going to happen? What why did you write this book and and do this two CD set? And we got this incredible soaking encounter journal. Why did you do all this for everybody? In the beginning, we used to do soaking schools. We used to do soaking parties at home, and and you know you kind of get busy and you're traveling and you it kind of got by the wayside in in mainstream of what we were doing. And all of a sudden, I realized, wow, um, this is really important, and people are not doing it. You know, Jesus said in Mary and Martha that Mary chose the best. You know, Martha was busy doing, and we as pastors, we as leaders, we as just Christians get so busy doing all these things, you know, have to do this, have to go there, and, you know, and God wants a relationship. He wants time with us. And so I think it was Larry Sparks that just said, Carol, you know, nobody knows about this. You really need to write a little book on it. And, and so he was really the one that kept on me to write it. And then I began to think, you know, that's so true. There are so many that that don't know about soaking anymore. So, yeah, so that's the reason. And Carol, uh, what I appreciate is after watching you in the 90s and, you know, through the years, of course, but uh, I feel like, and I'm very familiar with that because I was in the Brownsville Revival. I know I'm very familiar with what you, the revival in Toronto. And uh, what I appreciated is a lot of who you are, 
you you kind of went through a funnel and wrote this book. And listen, if you soak, if you do this, I'm telling you, your life is going to change. And that's what that's what I loved about it is you kind of took all these years of of doing what you uh, t- are teaching us to do. Uh, you took all that and you put it in this book, and it really min- it's going to minister to so many people. And and in the book, you talk about that less counseling is needed after soaking. What do you mean by that? Well, just that, with the, like the dandelion example, you know, it softens your heart. And it makes you vulnerable and open to hear the voice of God and to listen to him saying, you know, you got a little problem. There's still some more unforgiveness, mm. some more judgments. There's still some more bitterness, anger, whatever. You know, let's let's deal with it. And then, of course, you know, with the, with Elijah House, we got going with that and just saw it was so much easier to deal with these things once we were absolutely permeated with God's presence. The ground was 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 damp. The ground was wet. You know, it was soaked in his presence. And so all of these dandelion roots, if you will, of anger, bitterness, you know, abuse, whatever, um, didn't have the same grip and came out much easier. And a lot of times God would just do it sovereignly. Let me ask you this, and I, I assume that you've uh, uh, encountered this uh, in the prayer lines from through all the years. What What do you say to somebody who says— Listen, I've been a Christian for a while now. I do love the Lord, but I I, I don't really feel anything. Uh, I don't hear his. I don't feel like I hear his voice, but I don't ever feel anything. I, 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 I want this relationship, and I do love the Lord, and I am born again. But there, there seems to be a disconnect. How does soaking help with that? Number one, on the line, I would pray with them, okay, and I would say, stop praying in tongues. Stop praying in English or whatever other language you speak. Just come to rest. Just take a big, deep breath in because God's presence is all around you. So just come to rest. And so they would kind of, you know, and then I would say, and then I can can feel the presence of the Lord going into them. So I'd, I'd pray for them for maybe a minute. And or two, and I would say, okay, now what are you feeling? I'm not feeling anything. I'm saying, do you feel that peace that's all around you, that's on you, that's resting on you? And they would stop, and then they would kind of think. And i say, actually, I do. And I would say, that is the Prince of Peace. That's pretty special, right? And I said, the Lord just wants you to soak in that and let him fill your heart with peace, right? And then, and then I would say, now ask him, is this him? And I want you to tell me the first thought that comes into your head. I don't want you to analyze it. I just want you to tell me what, you know. And then a lot of times they would say, oh, he said it is him. (laughs) Awesome. He wants me to have peace. Wow. It's just kind of getting them to 
to listen to that quiet voice because we're striving. We're we're so good at doing and accomplishing and and our minds take total control. It's not that we're going to throw at our minds, but love the Lord your God with all your heart first, and then your soul, and then your mind. And so let your heart become softened. Let it become soaked. Let it become permeated. Sometimes I'll even suggest they have a little book and write down what God's saying. Which is what we're providing for in your package here, the Soaking and Encounter Journal. And Carol, uh, just two more testimonies before we go here. Tell me about the the woman, the married woman who uh, was soaking. It was a radical healing through soaking uh, in 2003 where she had to forgive her father. Number one, she didn't want to come to the meeting. Her husband wanted to take us, even though he didn't believe in the charismatic movement. He knew that she had such, such anger and pain and stuff with her dad. So we were doing a Father Loves You conference in England. Anyway, so they came in. She's not happy that she's there. So they're sitting at the very back, and we teach on um, the importance of forgiveness and, and judgments made in bitterness. We do an altar call for people to come up if they've had that, if they've had this. And so, you know, there's a bunch of people coming up. So all of a sudden I hear this person just wailing, like just crying so loud. I said to John, I'm going to go down and see what's going on. So I went down and here was this young girl. And she's crying, 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 and crying. So I stayed with her and just kept leading her through different aspects of of what God was was bringing up. And um, and so I must have stayed with her about forty minutes. And by this point, she's on the floor. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, "Do you need healing by any chance?" And she said, "Oh, yeah." She said, I have childhood arthritis, and my husband has to carry me upstairs. I can't walk upstairs. And uh, I have lactose intolerance. I have um, um, epileptic seizures, you know, like 12 a day, very high medication for that. And, And so she had a bunch of other things, allergies and that kind of stuff. So we prayed for her, and, and it was like, Oh, she said, I'm so hot, I'm so hot. And so I said, well, stand up. Let's see if God's done anything. And so I pulled her up, and I said, do something that you couldn't do before. She said, well, I feel really good. I don't hurt. And I said, well, what couldn't you do? And she said, I can't walk upstairs. So I said, well, why don't you try walking up a couple of those stairs to the platform? Well, one, two, three, she's at the top of the stairs at the platform. And there's like, I don't know, 10, 12 stairs. It was amazing. It was like, boom, she's on the on the stage. And uh, so then her husband is going, that looks like my wife. <laughs> she can't walk upstairs. How did she get up there? You know, da, da, da. But anyway, so she was totally healed of 100%. She snowboards, she downhill skis, she swims, she 
Oh, she's just amazing. And then she went to the doctor and said, I think I'm healed of my epilepsy. Well, he said, it's too severe to take you off medication right away. He said, if you'll work with me for a year, I'll take lower the dosages and and see after a year how you are. So she did. And she's never had an epileptic seizure since that day. Mm, that is incredible. Carol, talk about, just for a moment, uh, soaking in the glory. You you really teach, um, not only uh, in your book, but in your CD set and when you travel, that there's a glory that's coming that's so great and so wonderful. And you you teach there's a holiness wave coming. Get in, get soaking, get in the spirit so you can experience the glory. Talk about that just for a moment. I had a, a dream, um, actually, about that and um, that the next wave of his glory that was really going to permeate the earth would be a wave of holiness, but not outward good behavior, holiness of the heart. And um, so it's not, you know, just good behavior, but dealing with heart issues get your heart right, because as his presence comes, it's going to be intense. So get ready is what you're saying. And if you're playing games with the Lord, if you're saying, well, he's God full of grace and mercy, and he's a loving God, all true, but I'm just going to do this little thing, and then I'll get forgiveness because he's so forgiving. So taking him, taking the grace and using it for your own gain, if you will, right? rather than, than listening to his voice and doing what he wants. Like Jesus said, I only say and do what I hear the Father saying and doing. And, um, and so as, I mean, we want to see this billion soul harvest come in. We want to see the lame walk, the deaf hear, the um, blind see. We want to see the dead raised. Come on. Yeah, come on. And even in your book, you talk about this holiness wave, and you urge people, quote, let Jesus dig in the garden of your heart now while there's time. And I love that. And before we go, I want you to tell just one more testimony of the of the woman who was kind of irritable at first that was he- healed of stage four cancer while soaking. Yeah. We did a conference, a Revival Alliance conference in Birmingham, England. And my granddaughter was on the door, and this woman was pleading with her. She said, I have no money. I have stage 4 cancer. Will you please? I feel I'm supposed to be here. So I knew nothing of this. So my next session was teaching on um, healing through soaking. And so at the end, I said, okay, we're going to practice this now. So how many of you need a healing? Um The rest of us are going to soak just to love him. But those of you that need healing, we're going to soak and ask him to heal us. I didn't know anything of what she was going on. So afterwards, she's the first one. I said, okay, do we have any testimonies? Has God done anything? And this woman gets up, and she's waving her hands frantically. So I said, yes, ma'am, you you look really excited. What's happened? She said, well, I came into your session because I had stage four cancer, and I was really in a lot of pain. And then you tell me to lie down on the floor? <laughs> and she said, 
I was so angry at you. And she says, but then I saw everybody else lying down. So she thought, well, I guess if that's what it takes, I'll lie down too. And she said, it was probably about the 12-minute mark. So I let them soak for 15 minutes. And and uh, she says, it's probably about the 12-minute mark. And she said, I was in excruciating pain. That all of a sudden, the pain went away. I put my hand on my stomach because my stomach was like, I was pregnant. The tumor was so big. And my stomach was flat. Mm. And she said, all the pain is gone. She's just like, wow. (laughs) I love that. In in those at home, uh, you have to understand that Soaking in the Spirit is spending time with the Father, spending time with Jesus and the Holy Spirit and, and getting in there. And like Carol said, and I just quoted, we have to dig in the garden of our heart right now as the glory is about to increase and let Him work in you and through you and around you so you're just so close and so in love with Jesus. And then that permeates everywhere you go. Carol, as we're wrapping it up, whatever's on your heart to pray, would you just pray for the people at home? Father, I thank you that you have given us a way into your heart. Lord, you want us to give you the best. And Mary chose the best, that when you were around, she was in your presence. And so I bless the people watching and listening just to take, start with 15 minutes, start with 10 minutes, and Position yourself. Say, Lord, I'm coming just to be with you. Ah, will you come and teach me and help me to soak? Lord, help my mind to go on neutral for 10 minutes. And I'm just going to focus on my love for you and your love for me. And what Sarah Edwards said in The Great Awakening, is a wonderful thing. She said, I am overwhelmed by his nearness to me and my dearness to him. Mm. And so I pray that for each one listening, that you would be overwhelmed by his nearness, his presence, his love, his affirmation, and your dearness to him. May you really know what a precious treasure you are to him and that you are so important to him that he wants to spend time just with you. And Lord, I ask that in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And you've been listening to Messianic Vision with our guest, Carol Arnott. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special resource. Discover the supernatural power of soaking. Carol Arnott has been teaching believers to soak in God's presence for over 25 years. This practice of soaking prayer has released thousands of believers to receive divine healing, hear God's voice, and experience His love like never before through her brand new book and two CD set, Soaking in the Spirit, 
Additionally, Carol has provided a soaking encounter journal for you to write down what God is speaking to you as you spend time soaking in his presence. Call now for Carol Arnott's brand new book and two CD set, Soaking in the Spirit, and her special soaking encounter journal for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Carol Arnott's brand new book and two CD set, Soaking in the Spirit and her Soaking Encounter Journal, offer number 9673 for an investment of 39 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9673. Once again, that's offer number 9673.